Welcome to the Personal Injury Marketing Minute, where we quickly cover the hot topics in the legal marketing world. I'm your host, Lindsay Busfield. It would be great to be rich, wouldn't it? I think we can all agree that most of us would like to have more disposable income at our fingertips. However, the philosophy major in me has thought long and hard about this concept. Why do we want to be rich? How would it fundamentally change my lifestyle? Well, I would have more time to do the things that I love to do. I would have more time to spend with my family, and I would have the means to enjoy that time comfortably. So the money I would have would equate to more time and a better quality of life. Sam Malai is joining us again, this time to give us his step-by-step automation process that you can follow to free up your time and make more money. Thanks for joining us again, Sam. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Super excited. Well, I recently picked up a copy of your book, Virtual Law Firm Secrets, and it was a very quick read and packed with insights on how to make more money and reallocate time. Can you give us a rundown on the goal of your book? It's to simply free up lawyers from either their workload or they're from their law firm and everything that comes with it. Because that I found out to be the biggest challenge that law firm owners have that, yes, you know, you could do well get a lot of clients, have a lot of you know good settlements, things coming in, but you need to have a better control of your life. And that ultimately when you have control, then you're able to get freedom to do what really enjoy doing outside of work, spending time with family, going on vacations, and, and essentially it just comes down to control and freedom. I think that's absolutely fantastic. As you said, you know, lawyers can be so focused on running the firm and doing the ins and outs of that, that they actually miss out on the flexibility and the rewards of having a successful law firm. And one of the biggest focuses of your methodology is freeing up time to do the things that you want to do. So what are some of the biggest time sucks that lawyers face? I think that three, um, I look at them as distractions. The top three for lawyers is number one, social media. Number two, your phone. And number three, your email inbox, right? That should essentially cover 89% of distractions we have. But um, ever since, you know, dealing with all these challenges myself, I basically come up with, I always try to find the top way, the easiest and the one way that will give me the most results for that problem or challenge that I'm dealing with. So for each one, I've been able to come up with a very practical way uh, to be able to, you know, Cut, uh, cut down on those distractions. So let's go through them, I think, because they're worthwhile and all the details are shared in the book. Um, the first one is your social media. Um, if, when it comes to social media, I found out that most people are, uh, if they're successful with social media, they're successful going all in on one, on one platform and being a producer on that one platform. So what you want to do is to cut out, really do analysis. And I have a, a little methodology on how to do that and how to evaluate this. What are the social medias are you on? Are you a consumer or are you a producer? If you're a consumer, let's cut all of those out. Let's be you know, very aggressive. Let's just literally delete those off your phone. And instead, let's just find one social media that you're going to go all in to be a producer on. If you just do that, cut out the ones that you're a consumer. Instead, just focus on your top one that you're a producer. That really is a secret sauce and the fastest way for you to be able to cut out social media and use it to your advantage. Second one is your email inbox. That I would, I would assume is actually the biggest one because most lawyers have their email inbox open throughout the day and they think their life revolves around it. You know, you may, you may think so, but it doesn't have to be that way. Instead, 
first of all, there's like little evolutions you want to make. First, first thing I would say, if you have that challenge is to first you need to make sure that you do not have your email inbox open at all times. Instead, you create three times a day that you that's scheduled in your calendar, maybe once, you know, in the morning, middle of the day at the end. And it's only during those scheduled block times that you can check your calendar. And then next level is only twice a day. Next level is maybe one time a day. And then after that, what you want to do is to create a process, an automation process for our emails to be answered for you. And this is the end conclusion of it is for your emails to be answered for you. And whenever I share this, people are like, how? No, Sam, you can't, <laughs> I, you know, I'm going to answer my own emails, but I can share with you. I had the same limiting beliefs, but I realized I need to get myself out of my email inbox. And ever since then, I came up with a very systematic way to be able to do that. I'll give a short gist of it, but again, the details will be in the book. Essentially, I use a tool that's shared in the book uh, that allows me to create templates and sequences of my most common uh, replies that, that I get emailed for. If you analyze all the emails that you get and all the things that you write, if you really analyze it, 80% of the stuff is re repetitive. Yes, there's times where you have to customize it based on the clients and the, the demands and the numbers and all that stuff. Yes, but for the most part, 80% of it is the same. So why don't we go create some templates, which are just saved text or sequences that could also automatically follow up for us of these emails. And over at one, you know, again, revolution, you'll create, you'll be able to use those template sequences yourself. And two, let's go create a structure for our virtual assistants or other, your employees to come answer your emails for you, depending on what the email is saying and them knowing what reply they should send based on how it's categorized, which is again, explained in the book and who it's coming from, how it's categorized, all these different rules that you create automatically in your Gmail inbox. So that's the second one. And third is uh, your iPhone, your phone, all right? Um, and that's essentially, that includes all the incoming calls and texts you're getting. So what is the most practical way? Well, if you have an iPhone, which most of us do, what you do is you go on your iPhone, go under settings, and the eighth option is the option called focus mode, which a lot of people don't use, but you probably should be using. And there's a little thing, a setting, a setting called do not disturb. And the important part is you schedule out that automatically between your work hours, whatever time that is for me right now, it's 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. Automatically, it turns on focus mode for you. And there's a little settings, a special settings you go through to say, hey, only allow texts and calls from these important people, my spouse maybe my key staff, but everyone else, I don't want any calls or texts. And also I don't want, I don't want to receive any notifications from my different apps that I have. And you could put on exceptions and there's other settings that you go through. Hey, notify my people when I'm, I'm on focus mode. So that way people are not kind of like, you know, trying to find me. It's very clear to them I'm in focus mode. And by you creating that schedule of focus mode on your phone, you will not get distracted by incoming distractions coming your way. And what that does is the actual tangible result of it is you become much happier. It's, it's literally directly correlated to how many, how many times people, you know, how many things come your way versus um, how, how much stress you get. So if you cut that out, you'll just become happier. So those are the top three distractions. Again, I kind of, kind of went through it as a breeze and I want you to read the book because it really gives you actional ways to implement these things, but that's essentially the gist of it. And I love that. And I love um, the concept of really kind of cutting out a lot of the technology and staring at the screen throughout the brunt of the day, um, because it, it 
in my mind, it takes it back about 20 years, maybe more where when you are a lawyer and your focus and responsibilities are on actual, you know, lawyering tasks rather than sitting around and waiting for your phone to ring or being distracted by Facebook and, you know, posting pictures around the office and, um, you know, interacting with your computer as opposed to with your clients. Um, it's a completely different lifestyle even at the office than most of us envisioned when we pictured being lawyers when we grew up as a kid. Um, and it's much more productive um, to be able to really focus on the tasks at hand. One thing I want to add to it is all of those, those three sectors, the one common denominator between all of that is control. Every single one of those, you're getting your control back. I'm in control when, when people can email me. I'm in control when people can call and text me. So get, take back that control and, you know, you will see your life will change. Absolutely. You, you do not need to be readily available to the world, uh, 24 hours a day and having that control and saying, this is how much of my time I'm willing to give to these individual tasks or to, um, any subset of people, um, is a, is a great factor in uh, reallocating that time uh, towards productivity. Um, and a lot of the tasks that you talked about, the emails, um, social media, a lot of that can be outsourced. So really, as you said, 90% of the emails coming in, you shouldn't have to respond to yourself at all. Um, and you briefly mentioned having virtual assistants or employees. Where are you finding the people uh, to take over these tasks? There's two ways. Either you go hire them directly on specific platforms that I'll share with your audience. Uh, or second is just go hire an agency that can hire for you. Um, both are fine. Both will get the job done. Both, both will give you the result that you need. I personally like hiring direct. Um, I'd rather hire the, the virtual assistant myself, have better control, I'm able to manage them. They get more direct compensation for me versus you know me, me paying an agency. So that's what I like. And the platform that I use is Upwork. It's proven to be very uh, fruitful for me because it just saves me time when it comes to finding, hiring, managing, changing their settings of like different things, how many hours they can work, all that stuff, automatically paying them every week, all that stuff I don't have to deal with. And every time that I save time, I make money. So that's been very fruitful. If not, there's a whole bunch of uh, legal assistant agencies overall, more or less, they're all good. The one that I recommend is called Legal Assist uh, from Legal Soft Solutions. That I want to have personal um, connections with. I've seen them grow um, from two years ago, and now they're, I believe, they're serving over 600 lawyers. And also, they're also very innovative. Uh, for example, you could hire lawyers from other countries that could be your legal clerks to write demand letters for you, prepare your filings, and all that stuff. A lot of innovative ways to be able to take advantage of this virtual assistant scene. So, either or uh, is the way to go. That's great. I know that we've used Upwork a lot for creative projects and um, digital projects, uh, but to be able to use them for ongoing relationships or ongoing um, employees is a really innovative use of the Upwork platform. Uh, and I highly recommend to any um, law firm that is needing assistance, whether it's creating assets um, or finding people, Upwork just has such a wealth of talent um, and people using it from around the globe for tasks, as you said, um, virtual assistants to clerks, to research assistants, to marketing. Um, there's so much talent on there. Uh, I can't recommend them enough. Lindsay, uh, if you don't mind, uh, there's something that's I think it's important to note. You mentioned it. The talent pool is so 
crucial right now for law firm owners because if you're looking to hire people at your uh, you know in-house at your office your talent pool is very limited to within like the 15 mile radius mm -hmm. i mean you hire virtually you have the whole world to hire from which i didn't realize this this value proposition but it's, it is just crucial i could hire the best from anywhere in the world and when you hire virtually that's what you get you get the best versus me well i have no choice this is my best person who showed up to my job interview and i'm down to these three so i guess this one was better so let me go with this person so you know again more control to be able to hire whoever you want that's fantastic. Absolutely. And bringing on talent um, and finding the right people is one thing, but then you also have to be able to pay them, uh, which means that you need to find enough clients in order to um, hire on the additional support. So where you have seven law firms, where are you finding enough clients to fuel these seven law firms? Um, it's whenever I create a new law firm, my, my focus goes towards the client generation. I don't, I don't think about an office. I don't think about employees. I don't think about the infrastructure. I just like what is going to be the number one top way. That's other secret sauce. I don't try to figure out three different ways. I don't sign up for three different companies. I go find top source. Sometimes I could hire different companies for that top source, but it's always a top source. And what will get me leads right away? And then how can I create the automated systems to be able to qualify them, to either get them scheduled for a call or to give me a call or for my virtual assistants to go call up these leads right away. It's just, it's as simple as, the, as, as that. Top source, what's going to work for me, go set that up, bring in the leads, qualify them, and you know uh, get them either scheduled for a call or have my VAs who can call them right away to basically screen them and sign them up. If you make that your focus and you challenge yourself, uh, a lot of people like they want things, but they they're, it's not backed up by any specific goal or urgency behind it. I think if you ever find yourself that you're kind of been, you have this thing you want to do, just add a specific goal. I want 10 clients within 45 days. And the other thing that you probably might be missing is kind of like, what's the, uh, what's the challenge? What's the incentive? What's going to motivate me? What, what, you know, what, what do I get out of this? And I always put myself in, in, in challenge mentality is I will this be worth $100,000 to me if I can get this working by the end of the month. It's a yeah, challenge yeah. that I put to myself, which is basically is the urgency behind putting it into action. So I don't wait on any decisions. I just go quickly, go do things. Like I'm like literally, if I don't get 10 clients in the next 30 days, you know, I'm going to lose my house. That's kind of the mentality behind it. Um, you know, it's not what people expect to hear, but really that ment like mentality shift of like that kind of urgency and the goal behind it is really key for most people. I think that that's, that's brilliant. Uh, a lot of people really have the pieces in place where I either, I want more clients or I'd like to get more clients this quarter, but having a real value um, as, assigned to it, you know, a dollar amount, like this is going to be what this is worth to me can really be a huge motivating factor. Um, what are some of the um, key places that have been the most successful in generating leads for you? Um, I'm actually, you know, been, focus on client generation for the last seven years. And now I'm at a stage where I have so many things going on. Now I could kind of analyze what are the common themes am amongst all these. And it became obvious, very uh, became very obvious to me in the last year or two that paid ads has been the proven source for me to bring in consistent flow of clients for across all my law firms. So in the beginning, when I first started my first law firm, I had a lot of time in my hands. So, and I didn't have as much money. So I would go do more organic stuff content, create value, things like that. 
But once I had money, my entire focus is like, how can I use this money to go do paid ads to go mm-hmm. get me leads? So it's all been paid ads. I will just, you know, recap the top ones. It's usually Facebook ads, Google ads, YouTube ads, TikTok ads, Quora ads, uh, and a bunch of other ones. But those are essentially the top ones. Top uh, ad sources, that's the source. And the second is each one has its own language or its own secret sauce of what's going to work. And my little secret sauce is go find out what's already working for people, either in legal or even outside of legal, and just apply that for my practice type. And I basically try to, you know, replicate the success for that's relevant for me. And that has proven to be fruitful. Uh, and then, and then the, the third part that's also very crucial is everything that I do has some kind of automation supporting it. I don't just get the leads. As soon as the lead comes in, they have to be texted. They have to be called right away. Somebody has to be in charge of calling them. I always have the infrastructure be built behind it. I don't create it. I don't launch any new campaigns until I have that set up. And all this could be implemented for your law firm, um, for you, or you know, with you. And that's exactly what Legal Funnel does. It teaches you how to set up all these backend systems to not only get clients, but also be able to sign them up and serve them as well. And so with so many leads coming in, um, are the, is it the virtual assistant team that is vetting them to making sure that they are cases that your, uh, your firm should be handling? Yeah, the day-to-day of signing up, uh, calling up and signing up the clients is usually, I would say, 90% um, virtual assistants. They're trained with a standing operating procedure of exactly how to take on these calls, how to qualify them. They have access to our e-signature things, and they also have protocols for following up to be able to do that along with a goal uh, to be able to go get that done. And that's also being managed by usually an in-house person, somebody that we have direct control with that we can see in person, again, work with them to create goals for everybody. And that person becomes the manager of this virtual operation. Great. And then um, who's handling the majority of the casework going forward from there? At that point, then we have our internal uh, team, uh, which again, uh, it depends on, it's a kind of like a hybrid model. You have some people that you need to be in person, uh, you know, in, in person, such as a lawyer, but the day-to-day stuff, like collecting the information, the documents, um, sometimes even studying the filings and drafting and things like that. A lot of that is all virtual staff that are only uh, dedicated just to doing that one thing over and over and over. Um, so I would say it's like an 80%, 80-20% kind of hybrid of 80% virtual, 20% in-house of the key staff. And so ultimately, what is does your role become as the lawyer? It's to be the brain behind the operation, kind of like the way that you kind of see it, like it's a it's an organism, it's an ecosystem that's doing this thing. And you're just like kind of like putting the pieces together, like an orchestrator. So make sure, you know, the pieces are who's in charge of what department and make sure that all the pieces connect. Um, so it's kind of like being a puppet <laughs> the puppet master <laughs> yeah puppet master kind of overseeing the big thing and the thing is um, you know when when people when your employees um are part of it they see sometimes they could see the numbers they see oh wow this you know you know the law firm owner is doing well but they don't realize how big this picture could be and how many people it takes and how much operation and automations are behind the scenes to making this done so you know just know you know the you know, there's a lot that goes into it, but again, systematic and methodical way um, to be able to set these things up. And so of course that gives you more control over your time. It gives you uh, control over how much free time that you have. Uh, and so what do you enjoy doing with your free time? 
Um, I usually, um, after 5 p.m., I'm pretty much checked out. Um, at that point, the, you know, usually, ideally, is to check out and be able to spend time with my, with my family, my baby and my wife, hang out. And we're always invited to different places. So usually, most nights, we're out. And then, um, yeah, just to, again, have that control of time. One thing that I do enjoy doing, I think the thing that I do the most is watch, I watch a lot of YouTube videos. That's awesome. Um, and I watch it usually like between 1.5 to 2, 2 speed. I'm constantly learning, you know, um, you know, constantly learning from the top people across the different fields. Um, and again, my secret sauce is like, I don't just sit on the education. I go quickly implement it right away. Um, so yeah, that's been proven fruitful. Well, that sounds great. Well, where can people um, pick up a copy of your book if they want to read more about all the secret sauce? It's called, the book is called Virtual Law Firm Secrets. Usually the link will be somewhere around the video. So just find the link somewhere there. If not, go on Amazon and just search for Virtual Law Firm Secrets. And actually just recently I got my hands on the hardcover version. And I realized, I didn't realize how much hardcover version is better than softcover version. <laughs> I highly recommend this one. Um, I don't make money from the book. Let me just be straight up with this. I don't make money from the book. If anything, I made the book as inexpensive as possible, but not too inexpensive that you don't take it seriously. Um, but I make money from you reading the book because once you read the book, then you'll see the light at the end of the tunnel to see what's possible for you. And there's a lot more uh, that could be implemented for your law firm. And this is exactly what the book is pretty much what we help lawyers implement with. And again, a lot of secret sauces. This is a, a one of the things that it's like, it kind of gives you the huge advantage over your competitors because law firm owners haven't caught on to these things. So go grab it because there is a big urgency behind implementing these things. Absolutely. Well, I definitely enjoyed reading my copy of it. Um, and there are great refer or not referrals in here, but um, great recommendations. recommendations and quotes from people who have implemented this methodology and have had great success with it. So I highly recommend going and picking up a copy. Well, thank you, Sam, uh, so much for joining us today. And this has been immensely helpful. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Appreciate it.